Welcome to the Viral Solutions Podcast. Today's topic, what is microblogging and why should you do it? According to a survey by Contently, C-O-N-T-E-N-T-L-Y dot com, 75% of people prefer to read short articles, defined as anything under a thousand words. On the other hand, we have Google. And Google generally prefers longer content because they consider it to be more comprehensive. They don't like sending their audience, their users, to thin content that doesn't really address the query. So, how do we take advantage of the value of content in both regards and keep our readers and Google happy at the same time. That's where microblogging comes in. So let's dig in by answering some of the common questions about this topic, including what is microblogging? What are the benefits? What are some best practices? You get the idea. Maybe even a little more. All right. What is microblogging? Microblogging is the act of creating short form blog posts, but usually on social media. Microblogs themselves are basically long captions with fewer than 300 words that serve to generate greater interest from an audience because they contain valuable and shareable ideas and content. Not every type of content is suited for microblogging. It works best for a teaching about a subject or outlining steps to do something. On social media, in a shorter format, than the blog on your website. Now at viralsolutions.net forward slash blog, if you search for what is microblogging, we've got some examples in there of what's a good microblog. Um, we use HubSpot and we posted it from there onto social media, got it hashtagged and everything. But anyway, check it out. It's a great example of a microblog uh, and we like to use them on Facebook. So some other instances in which microblogging can be effective is the topic isn't searched frequently but still has great potential for going viral. Um, another point would be you want to get interaction with the communities on microblogging platforms. Um, another one would be it's a situation where the post relates to a current or um, recent live event you know makes sense all right so what are the advantages of microblogging well microblogging may seem like just another way of producing and distributing content 
but there is a lot to gain from this practice. So let's take a look at that. Microblogs are quick and easy to create. For the most part, a microblog can be created in minutes, especially if you already have a topic in mind or content you can pull from. I mean, we all know that a great blog or a great uh, uh, podcast script can be intensive. I mean, time consuming, lengthy, well thought out, and that doesn't even touch the subjects of um, SEO content cannibalization. That's a whole other subject. But anyway, a company can churn out dozens of microblogs in probably the same time it creates one blog that's 3,000 uh, uh, words, you know. Because of that, it's easier for companies to stay in touch with their audience on a much more consistent basis. And then that's why it's more appropriate for uh, Facebook or other social media. And as you know, frequent posts tend to generate better engagement. And our testing shows that that's holding pretty true. It builds a relationship with your followers. Microblogging is an easy, fun, and highly engaging way to interact with an audience. People like to squeeze bite-sized content into their day. When you give prospective customers a fun way to learn about your company, your offerings, or a relevant topic, you'll build a following that enjoys checking in to see what you have to share with them. It allows you to tell a story better. A lot of people don't want to read lengthy blog articles, but they do enjoy the type of long copy posts that microblogging brings. Through microblogging, your audience can gain a much better understanding what your brand is about than they can from just reading articles. The main purpose of microblogging is it keeps users on the social media platform, but yet gives them a little bit more meat to absorb your point. Then if they want to know more, they might investigate your blog. And they're more inclined to read the longer caption that tends to go with it, too, because they don't need to leave the app. We found that it drives and improves engagement. Microblogs are much more engaging because they provide value beyond what traditional social media posts offer while still being easy to digest. People tend to like, share, and comment more on these posts than they do on lengthier blog articles. This makes it a great way to extend your reach and drive engagement. It helps you meet your audience and catch them where they are. Let's face it, it's a rare occasion when people don't have their phone with them. I mean, people check their phone on average about every 12 minutes, according to a recent survey. 
And microblogging was built for mobile in mind on social media. That makes it easy to pop on the Instagram app, for example, and check your updates. And then people get addicted to doing just that and seeing what you're up to. So let's talk about the platform side. What platforms are used for microblogging? Microblogging isn't something that should be done on your actual blog. And that's because Google will see it as fluff, also known as low value. That's why you should microblog on platforms that are built for this purpose. And the most common microblogging platforms include the following. Pinterest. Pinterest is a search engine also because it allows marketers to post content into boards by theme. And this is a good platform for microblogging as it's very visual. And you can then add images, videos, and a brief caption. Instagram would be another one. Um, we posted one on Instagram, and again, there's a sample of it at uh, viralsolutions.net in the blog article, What is Microblogging? And what we did is we showed a gorgeous picture uh, of this couch and a nice bookcase behind it, all done in dark gray and white, very formal. And it talks about 2021 goal setting. And we did this in January. And it gives bullet points that, hey, you ought to be checking out Story Brand by Don Miller. Uh, lists great books uh, like Business Made Simple by um, Don Miller or Digital Marketing by, uh, for Dummies by Ryan Dice and Russ Henneberry or Utility by Jay Barr, things like that. Photos and videos take center stage on Instagram, and that's why that works so well. But it's frequently the caption added to the imagery that makes all the difference. And that what's makes microblogging on the Instagram platform possible. There was even some research by Four, F-H-O-R, on a website called later.com, L-A-T-E-R.com forward slash blog. And it showed that the average caption length on Instagram has been progressively getting larger since 2016, to the point that it has now doubled in size. Current captions are averaging about 65 to 70 words, which is about 400 characters. So start thinking of your Instagram captions as an opportunity to microblog and notice how your posts transform. We already mentioned this platform. We'll mention again, Facebook's good for microblogging. Facebook offers a great opportunity for microbloggers since the platform allows lengthier posts, up to 63,206 characters to be exact, according to SproutSocial.com. This means you can provide a lot of information in a single post. 
Plus, it's nice that you can microblog in a Facebook group. Facebook stories can also be utilized as a microblog since you can create groupings of related content with captions into a social media story. These posts will be viewed like a slideshow and you can even add in special effects. Another good social media platform for microblogging is LinkedIn. LinkedIn works well for microblogging if you're in the B2B sphere. And it's a nice place to start if you're new to microblogging because it is very business user friendly. In addition to creating longer posts of up to 1300 characters, you can also write an article using LinkedIn's publishing platform. And then they also hook up really well with SlideShare decks, and that's a nice way to share your microblogs with an audience. And then you can tag influencers to gain more exposure. Another platform, Tumblr, T-U-M-B-L-R. Uh, we've used it for at least 10 years. Tumblr was actually designed for microblogging. So, hey, what comes around goes around. And if your target audience hangs out on this platform, you can create long copy posts that resonate with them. It's also easy to share posts using the reblog feature. Uh, feature. So let's talk about microblogging best practices. Because now we've answered what is microblogging and we've gone over the benefits and we went over the platforms to use. So let's talk about some microblogging tips to help you put out stellar content. Tip one, be digestible. Microblogging is meant to be concise and lightweight. That goes for the overall length of the text, but also for the formatting of the text. Break it up into short sentences and paragraphs and add bullets, emojis, and anything else that you think can kind of break it up. Make it fun and easy to read. A lot of people like to skim. Bullet points, talking points, those are all great ideas. Best practice number two. You should be focusing on value, value as perceived by the reader. When it comes to microblogs on social media, the posts that gain the most traction are the longer captions that contain valuable information or steps to do something. So focus on providing real value. In doing so, You'll encourage people to spend more time consuming your content because it'll be worth it. Best practice number three, be entertaining. The best microblogs get shared and interacted with because they're entertaining and provide value. So don't be afraid to use humor when it's appropriate. Um, and it fits your brand. So although Facebook and LinkedIn posts tend to work better with no image, you can also include relevant graphics 
on other platform posts to grab attention. Being informative and entertaining really gets people talking about and engaging with your posts. Best practice tip number four, get personal. So again, on our viralsolutions.net blog, if you search for the article about what is microblogging, in the get personal point number four, we show an example. And the source we used was on Instagram. And um, it was by a guy called The Bird's Papaya. And he's got a great graphic there of a gal out on the road with balloons and a matching dress. And he talks about that he's got his story and it's all playing out and how much joy this person's having and that's what life's all about and, you know, so on and so forth. I mean, he's got 160,000 likes he posted this in uh, late December 2020. And this is the kind of content that can really shine a light on your brand. So don't hold back. Share stories that will help your audience get to know your brand. Let them see a side of you that they might not know about. That's how you're going to fall in love with your brand. Here's some ideas of how you can do this. Share an insight that accompanies a graphic to add dimension to the post and interject your personality. Add some useful or interesting knowledge that demonstrates what you know. Include behind-the-scenes info in a lengthy caption. And show off your colors and your company values and your humor and your style. Show you're a real person in a real business environment. Basically, microblogging includes anything you can do to add context to an image if you're able to use one. Then just tweak in a little bit of personality and inspire action on the part of your followers. Best practice tip number five for microblogging. Be consistent. In consistency lies the victory. Engagement increases when you show up over and over again. Don't post a microblog and then disappear for a month or even a week. Be consistent. Post on a regular basis so that your microblogging up-to-date happenings or insight related to your company and industry. Here's some final thoughts. Now that you have a good understanding of what microblogging is, and how to go about it, you might even realize that you've been doing it all along without knowing the technical term microblogging. So now all you have to do is think of it from the angle of being a microblogger, how that becomes effective, and how to tweak it to gain more success with this tactic. Thank you for listening to the Viral Solutions Podcast. We're committed to seeing you succeed. I mean, the only reason we exist is because we're out to double your sales, 
double your revenue. And if you're a nonprofit or a church, we're out to double your donors. We use proven marketing strategies that will help your business for the long haul. And right here on the Viral Solutions Podcast is where you can stay up to speed in the ever-changing world of marketing. We'll see you next time on the Viral Solutions Podcast, and I hope you've made it a great day.